El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm not your host, Adam Todd Brown. Adam is busy letting off illegal fireworks. So today, you get a robot. Joining me today, he's the creator of this podcast and this entire network. He's also very pretty. Ladies and gentlemen, the bad boy of podcasting, Adam Todd Brown. Also joining me, he doesn't even like sports. He also doesn't like Batman or having cool friends. All of that is very ironic given the various shows he hosts. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. It's gonna be a great show. Hey, hey everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. Jeff, we're in the same room. I can see you doing... I, that thing you do. Here's the thing. First off, yeah. why are you doing this? Why are you saying this? Why is this a whole bit that you're doing? It's weird and surreal. Like it's, I, it's like an Andy Kaufman thing. It's actually that it's not a bit. It's that you are a dick. That's not true. And I think anybody that's listening knows that that's not true. I think most people listening know that's true. No, I don't think so. Well, I just told them and they trust me universally. Nobody trusts you. Literally nobody trusts you. Jeff, we're recording in person. Yeah, we are. You know why? Because there's no rules anymore. Yeah. There's no laws. COVID's over. Recording in person is is legal for the next 24 hours. <laughs> Co- cover. That means COVID is over. I yeah. Shortened it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Jeff, how's it going? How things, are you- things are, things are uh, busy. Yeah. I'm getting prepped for a trip home. Ugh. Three weeks in, in New England. Have fun flying with a mask if that's still a requirement. I have a good one. I have one that like breathes really well. Unfortunately, it's a NYX mask, but it, it's so comfortable. Yeah, it's it's still going to suck. Trust me. Yeah, it's fine. You know what bothered me was the ears. Eventually, the my mask ears? started like digging into my ears. I'm th- Part of me wants to just take an edible and try to sleep the whole flight. Oh, you have to take an edible if you're flying. I mean, I've got, I still got like, I'm still backed up on a lot of research that I'm doing for stuff coming up. So yeah. I might need to just like read the whole time. You won't. You won't. You'll I'll sleep. need to watch TV the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very strong edible. I'll purge the plane. I can send with you. Yeah. We, uh, we're talking about the purge today. We are. It's one of our favorite things to talk about. If I could be honest, we don't do it all the time, but when we do, mwah. whenever there's a new purge movie, I like to remind people that the possibility is real. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. A lot of potential in the purge. A lot of purge potential. Yeah, th- this country is full of purge potential. That's for sure. What did uh, I guess? I guess the first thing we should talk about. I mean, this episode in general is about the idea of uh, whether the purge could actually happen, which is a thing we've talked about we've, before. We've done it before. The consensus is pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a new purge movie out. It came out this weekend. 
The Forever Purge? Is that what it's called? The Forever Purge. Forever. And we just went to see it we in sure theaters did. like grown-ups. Yeah, no masks, like The Purge. No masks, yeah. No mask. <laughs> like Roberto Purjan. Yeah, he no actually got COVID, so he must not have been wearing a mask. No mask. No mask. Please tell me that actually did happen to him, and there was a headline that said no mask. There, It did happen to him, and I was going to text you and say no mask, and I feel like I did not. That's also what those racists uh, at Ground Zero said when right. they were trying to build, trying uh, to build the center. Mosque. Yeah, yeah. no mask. So uh, what what did you think of The Purge? The Forever? Have you seen all the other Purge movies? I've seen. I don't know if I've seen The Purge, the, the original one. one. Yeah. I saw the one where, uh, what's his name, plays The Punisher. Where, oh, Frank Grillo. Where Frank Grillo is in it. I've seen the first Purge. The prequel. That, yes. Which is the movie before this one. Yes. Uh, I think Kim Kral dragged me to it. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, this is fine. And then um, I've seen some of the series. I liked the Purge series a whole lot. Yeah, I saw maybe like three quarters of the first season, and then I don't know what happened. I lost cable or whatever. Yeah, the second season of the Purge series was about the entire year after the Purge leading up to the next Purge. And you're never going to see a Purge movie about that. Yeah. That was very interesting. I like that they would do that. So this excuse me this movie if you pay close attention you'll notice that there is subtext yeah a little bit i think this might be the first purge movie where there's some subtext there's a little bit of subtext and um without getting too much into specifics i don't want to spoil the movie um race relations are wild and they they touch on it like a tiny fraction i feel like i don't know if you caught this but did you feel there was there were any immigration references? There's a mild amount. Yeah, just just a little. They don't go crazy. They don't bash you over the head. It's a very subtle movie, as the Purge movies are. Most Purge movies, you really you want to watch them a time or two to pick up. It's like watching Kubrick. The message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to pick up all the Illuminati symbols in Kubrick movies. You got to watch those a few times. And in this one, if you... Pay really close attention. You you get that they're touching on some things happening in the country right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think I don't prefer in movies. I don't prefer subtext. No. I mean, not if it's criticizing something that's beneficial to me. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Which and, would be us. I mean, we are the 1%. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, we're purgers. Yes. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't we're not be purged. Purgies, I think. Uh, no, it, it's it, it is uh, it's 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 very overt. Uh, it's not bad, but it's. Do you remember when we saw the last Rambo movie and we were like, "This I sure do." We were like, "This sucks and is racist." This is the opposite of that. It's this. It's like almost parallel to it, but in like the good way. Yeah it it reminds me. I think another good comparison is the last Sicario movie, which was about Mexican smuggling. Uh, Middle Eastern terrorists across the border. Finally. And it's like that, as far as I know, doesn't even happen. Like there's not, I don't think there's been one documented case of that. This feels like propaganda. Oh, where they put a piss yellow filter over all of the Mexican scenes? And this, it doesn't feel like propaganda, but it does go way in the other direction. It's, it's, there's zero subtlety in this movie. Uh, But it's only propaganda if you're racist. 
yeah, it's it's not to say it's not bad. It's it's very it it hits you with a hammer, but yeah. it's not necessarily it's not bad. It's fun. Like sometimes you want something that's kind of like this is what we're talking about and here's how the cool shit we're going to do with it. Yeah, the alternative is like the Fast and the Furious movies that are just fun. I was going to say it's sort of like a uh, like an action version of Saw. Yeah. Where that too. where you're like you know what you're getting signing up, but you're like, "All right, let's see what they do." Or a John Wick movie where they're like, "Okay, we know what's going to happen, but how's it going to happen?" I finally saw Nobody the other night. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Nobody is so good. It's, like nobody it's John Wick-esque, but no nobody would have been if it came out at the proper time nobody would have been a like a sensation oh yeah yeah it would have been the new john wick thanks for nothing covid yeah that's honestly the worst thing covid did yeah i mean just when i was starting to trust covid it pulls just when they turned me to their team (laughs) so yeah i liked this purge movie i kind of didn't like that it didn't take place in a city it does in a, in a bit. I mean, it takes place in El Paso. It but... takes place on a ranch, and then it goes to... Yeah. I mean, without spoiling too much, you get a bird's eye view of a lot of stuff happening. But the one thing about the Purge movies that I've noticed is that each one covers something differently. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, the one with Frank Grillo is very much taking place in a city. Uh, versus the the first one with Ethan Hawke takes place, like, in a house. Yeah, that's the problem with the first Purge movie. It should have been the second Purge movie. And the second Purge movie should have been the first. W- what I like about that, though, the first one, and I'm pr- I think I've seen it. I just yeah. don't remember if I have, which is not a good sign. But, like, th- I know they were on, like, a crazy limited budget. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. I say it should have been the second, but that movie had a $3 million budget and made $90 million. And But beyond that, too, like, I like the idea of context clues and being placed into something instead of being spoon-fed every piece of information. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of like that. They're like, this is a scenario. Here we are in a very, very microcosmic version of this. I like that. What I would like them to do at some point, like they did the sequel or the prequel, uh, The First Purge, but I want them to go even further back and show us how the United States we're living in now became the United States run by the new founding fathers of America. Oh, the, you could just uh, watch the news from five years ago. Yeah, I mean, and I, I could think guess. you got it covered. I could like I could just figure it out, but I'd still like to see him put it in a movie. It's if you're comfortable going to the movies, it's not bad to watch this. It's it's like a good popcorn flick. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's definitely worth seeing. And if nobody's in theaters, go see that. Uh, it's not. At it's this point. not anymore. But you can rent it for cheap now. Do online. it. Do it. So uh, do that. But also, go see The Purge. I mean, I liked it. It's not my favorite Purge movie. It might be, like, my second least favorite Purge movie. Yeah? Which one's your least favorite? The Joan Allen one? Uh, probably the first Purge movie. The, not the first Purge, but the no, first the Purge. No, the Ethan Hawke okay. movie. It's not, it just doesn't live up to the chaos that the premise promises. Well, it just is a thriller, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking that when I saw it. Like, there's supposed to be all this chaos in the streets, and you're just showing us Ethan Hawke's family 
drama. I guess there's something that they add to that that you don't normally get from those thriller house movies, which is um, there nobody's coming to save you. Which right. which is I think the the crux of that film, which is there's no we need to get to a phone to call nine one one. Yeah, and I do like that right up front they showed that the purge would be a thing which we'll talk about on this episode more, would be a thing that would kind of come for everybody. Like, it's launched under the premise that it's going to eradicate homelessness, basically. But it's like fascism. It would come for the homeless first, but it would come for middle America next. Finally. And Ethan Hawke. Oof. Leave him alone. He's a national treasure. I fucking love Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he's great. You know why? Because he did very well for who he is. Yeah, he's a good actor. He is. He's great. And he made Uma Thurman's kid. He wouldn't be in all those movies if he wasn't. That's true. Yeah. They don't put people in movies that are bad actors. No, never. Unless, you know, there's a casting purge. There's no laws. So when I started researching this, I I knew I had written an article and did a podcast about this back in 2015 when Trump was first taking office or first running for office. I don't know what. He was in hot pursuit. Yeah, I don't know what compelled me to revisit the idea that the purge might be real when Trump was running for president, but uh, that's that's how it happened. And so I decided I wanted to follow up on that, revisit the topic. And one of the first articles I pulled up, I, I Googled, could the purge happen just to get the temp? Yeah, just to see, get the, like, the gist. Yeah, just to see if uh, it's a thing people were talking about these days. So I Googled it, and one of the first articles, the first article I pulled up, uses me as a reference. Sure does. It's almost like you are you have a thing. Yeah, it's like I, like I maybe uh, led the way on talking about whether the purge could actually happen. Granted, the writer of the article spells my name wrong. As most people do. As most people should. Uh, The article is called Could the Purge Ever Actually Happen? It's on Decider.com, written by Kayla Cobb. And here's the thing, Kayla. Thanks for at least giving me credit. Yeah. Thanks, Kayla Cobb with one B. Even though, yeah, right? Kayla (laughs) C-O-B. And uh, I, I barely remember writing that first cracked article. So I went back and uh, just... In, in the name of benefiting us all, I went back and looked at what my points were. The first reason I had listed as to why the purge could work is that the original idea behind the purge is eradicating the homeless. And you and I live in Los Angeles. We sure do. What is the general, uh, what do you think is the general temp? Among people toward the homeless, it, in Los it's Angeles. getting rough, especially in areas like Venice, where the sheriff has decided because the sheriff is, and this is a very fun thing to to sort of point out, is a bad person, and is yes. uh, evicting the homeless. Like if you watch local LA news, every couple weeks, one of their investigative reports is residents are saying this homeless encampment is making things dangerous in their neighborhood. So we got the city to clean it up. And it's like LA's homeless problem. Isn't it's not a normal homeless problem. No, no. Like we invented the homeless crisis. 
Well, we got some help from other cities. We did, but like we got the most help from Reagan. Like deinstitutionalization started here. Which we've talked about if you are a listener, a longtime listener of the pod. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Yeah, we did. We've done an episode about all the terrible things Reagan did, and deinstitutionalization is one of them. And the thing about L.A., people think it's so progressive and liberal, but get on some next door sites in L.A., especially like downtown L.A. I don't know what L.A. is going to do about homelessness, aside from the obvious, which is set up programs that help people get back into houses but we have to spend money on the lapd and so we can't spend it on homeless do we that's the thing we don't like but we do people want to give money to hire the cops to harass the homeless instead of actually give money to people that will help the homeless yeah i remember seeing an lapd tweet about how they had had installed these like spikes in front of a 7-Eleven to keep homeless people from sleeping there. Oh, what a hero. Yeah, it's like, thanks for keeping us safe. Thanks for keeping the 7-Eleven safe from people that are already at the 7-Eleven. And not even a 24-hour 7-Eleven. So they would have just been sleeping there when it was closed, presumably. But you can't sully our American institutions that way, I guess. We should purge them. It wouldn't be the worst idea. You mean the police? Yeah. I think there's a big movement to do that anyway. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah, just I feel like there are a lot of people who would secretly sign on to the idea of a program that eliminates the homeless. Well, yeah, because when... like if the homeless problem in quotes is erratic, which it's a problem, yeah. Like I don't, I don't think unhoused people want to be unhoused. Like, well, yeah, it's a know. problem for them. Yeah, and I worry about it on their. Yeah, behalf. I don't view it, it as like a like a me. vermin problem, like right. a lot of our neighbors right. do. But like, yeah, it would be nice that these people, if they could get help. Um, and there's a lot of things that would happen if that problem is remedied. Like the social services will then sort of move up i guess what you'd say move up a tier yeah in in what we would consider socioeconomic status to sort of like the next lower income area yeah and that's one of the things i brought up in that first article also is the like it sounds terrible but i mean because it is terrible we're talking about the purge i'm not advocating for this but the more people who are eradicated at the bottom of the food chain or whatever you want to call it as they disappear that's going to free up social services money for people who are kind of on the cusp of that and if you're kind of on the cusp of that and someone comes along and is like look we could help you more if these people were gone you get it yeah it's like it's a thing people would sign on for it's what worried me about trump's immigration plan his immigration plan i've said it a million times was absolutely once we get brown people out of the country it will benefit black people like he was trying to pit black people against brown people and in this case you would just be pitting super poor people against slightly less poor people and who's to say it wouldn't work it's I mean, I think, yeah, like there's definitely a a line between like, yeah, it would work. It's immoral, but that's not what we're arguing here. That's not the point. Like, I definitely think it's one of those things where if you said like, oh, yeah, it would work in that regard. People would be like, how could you say that? Because that's what would happen. 
Yeah, it's not it's not signing off on it being. Yeah, we're not being like. Good thankfully, thing. it would work. Yeah. I oh, thank hope, God we fixed this I problem. I hope it works once we start doing it. My God, Christ! And like, uh, I had lower unemployment in my original article, and I think uh, that would hold because one, there would be a whole industry that would pop up around the purge, be it fortifying homes against the purge insurance coverage for the purge weaponry weapons uh suits of armor yeah all sorts of shit and then also as people die that's going to free up jobs i mean that's literally how europe was freed from feudalism was the black death yeah like like the rise of the middle class came about as the black death like if you're frustrated that you're not getting ahead at, at your office job you just go murder the person who's ahead of you yeah kill your boss yeah Crime statistics would go down. I had that in my article. And here's the thing. They wouldn't go down for real. But a thing I'm going to hit on a bunch throughout this episode is you can't trust a government that's instituting something like the purge to tell you the truth. And so they created the purge. Yeah, they made the purge. So they're going to sell the purge as a thing that's working, whether it's working or not. And then also all of those crimes that are happening in those 12 hours aren't going to count as crimes yeah yeah so it's like violence statistics aren't going down right crime by definition is but that's like that's like getting a walk in baseball right it's like you still got on base it's just like a no at bat kind of a thing yeah you're you're cheating a little bit yeah and far be it for me to suggest that a government that would institute the purge would cheat and like the last thing i had is that the public would support it and ah, i don't know a lot would I feel like there's a healthy segment. Uh, healthy is not the word to use. Uh, sizable. A, a meaty. Yeah. A meaty, viscous <laughs> a segment. delicious segment of this society. But, but I think there are people, like, I feel like I know people who would, at least if it was sold as, look, what else are we going to do about homeless people? I feel like I know people who would sign off on that. Hey, Jeff, should we take a break? Let's take a break. And then we'll be right back. And we're back. And we're back. So that was where this conversation stood back in 2015 when I wrote this article. And then Kayla Cobb on Decider in 2019 picks up on that thread. And the first question she tackles is the idea that the purge would be good for the economy. But also she cites an entirely different article when refuting that point. So we'll talk about that later. I think we actually agree on the point about whether it would reduce violence. I said in my article that it would decrease violence statistics because the things that happened during those 12 hours wouldn't count as actual crimes. But she also quotes a sociologist and psychiatrist who both argue that acts of violence often lead to people craving more acts of violence. Sweet, sweet, sweet acts of violence. It's so so tasty can't get enough baby you can but you can't violence just one you you can't i've tried i've tried and they both make good points in this article but they're they're missing a big central tenet of this movie which is that the government in charge is absolutely desperate to prove that the purge works so they're not going to be honest about stuff like crime statistics no and I mean, if, even if you look at Florida, you'll know that 
statistics for drastic things can be lied about. Yeah, like, if not lied about, like in the case of Florida, it's not that people are lying about how much crazy shit happens there. They just have different laws. I meant about about COVID. Oh, yeah. The governor just straight up lied. Yeah, that that was a thing. that, And like you saw that in, like you see it in Brazil still with Jair Bolsonaro just kind of lying about what COVID is and people just like half the country takes it because he's their guy. You're their guy. Shut the fuck up. You don't fuck you. The article also argues that for the purge to work, the United States would have to have a countrywide surveillance system in place, basically updated and maintained by the government. And don't we? Don't we already have that? I mean, we talked recently about like all the Amazon stuff and blah, blah, blah. And like, there's an easy way that a government could say, if you want to have this working, you have to have it working through us. Yeah. We discussed this like a month ago. And someone commented when we did that episode and they brought up how we were criticizing that list of the top 130 cities, the most surveilled cities. And someone mentioned, well, American cities don't have CCTV cameras, so why would any of them be on the list? Chicago is filthy with CCTV cameras, and they are all interconnected and controlled by the police, which is why it was weird they weren't on that list. And like China, we talked about on a recent episode is one of their main initiatives is let's cover the entire country in cctv cameras and we can't be too far behind that no it's like the purge man it's just like the purge it's so purge so if you're if you're depending on the government not being able to watch us enough for the purge to work stop she also uses the dmv as proof that the government could never be organized enough to do this. But the government does all kinds of really wild shit. Like, that's one of my least favorite defenses of stuff like this is, oh, look how inept our government is. I mean, they've been holding down minorities for about 400 years now with little to no resistance. Yeah. They're pretty good at organized efforts when they need to be. There was some resistance in the 60s and then like last year. Yeah. And what changed? Right. Nothing. So our government is good at no doing bad. We elected somebody who's giving more money to cops. Yeah, That's Joe Biden. Changed. That's the thing. Like Joe Biden is already back on his law and order. You, he look who he picked for his VP. Yeah, I'm he, sorry, but like girl power, she's still a fucking cop. She sure is. And boy, have they proven that. So, yeah, I don't I don't think a lack of surveillance would protect us from the purge. And you got to think the purge. All we're talking is genocide. Like, it's just a, it's form, just a little genocide. It's just a, a little form of genocide. And that's happened all over the fucking world wonder, in would call, so would, many countries. Would it be called like econocide or something like that? Or how would you? Economic genocide? Well, I mean, there'd or be a lot be, of murder. Like, yeah. A lot of it would just be straight up. Straight up murder. Gen- straight up tasty 100% Angus murder. Why don't I have the soundboard hooked up so I could let off the genocide air horn right now? Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, like genocides happen. Genocide. And there's like, isn't that what we were worried about when it came to Trump? 
Like, weren't we worried that brown people were going to be fucking rounded up and t-shirt cannoned into the middle of the fucking desert in Mexico? Like, it's not that unthinkable that a genocide could happen here. No. Like, there's a whole bunch of people that would be all for it. Like you. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think murdering you counts as a genocide. You think it does because... I'm very important. Yeah, like, but it's not... It doesn't fit the textbook definition. You're wrong. So. You're a wrong person who's wrong. And that's fine. You're allowed to be a wrong idiot. So there's another article on complex.com from 2014 called the best vintage Jordans to wear during the purge. That's not actually what it's called, but it's what I expected it would be called. Uh, from an article on complex the actual title is a sociologist discusses the possibility of the purge happening in real life and this is this guy is a real sociologist ass name yes lester andrist which andrist sounds like a sex crime like it sounds like oh he's an andrist it's a yeah it sounds like the scientific term for a a a sex criminal of some sort and he makes poor guys just trying to like write an article (laughs) He's just trying to be super fucking smart. Yeah, and cool. Yeah. He's trying to capture the zeitgeist of 2014. And we're like, what a sex pest. (laughs) He didn't do anything. And he makes plenty of good points in this article. He's a fucking sociologist. He's obviously operating at a higher level than I am when it comes to shit like this. But also there's this one passage... Here's a quote. The film doesn't really support good sociological theory that we're pent up with frustration and rage. And that if we were all allowed to commit a crime one night out of the year, that we would somehow hold on to that, let it carry to that night, and unleash all of the violence that we wanted. End quote. I think that quote actually speaks to a a huge problem we as a society, at least in the United States, have when it comes to sniffing out government corruption. And that problem is that we've hit a point where we just trust what the government says. No matter what. Well, why wouldn't we? There's Yeah. And there's so many reasons why we would. American's grandpa. Like, American's grandpa Joe Biden. Papa Joe. Like, the, we know the Gulf of Tonkin was a thing. That's how we got into the Vietnam War, basically. Oh, yeah. Was a thing that didn't actually happen, but the government told us it happened. Weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. That was a lie that got us into a war. Oh, yeah, man. Muckraking journalism, you know, it was a whole thing, too. Or, like, yellow journalism and stuff. Yeah. The whole thing tied into getting shit done. So the idea that this would fail because it wouldn't achieve the government's stated goal is kind of expecting too much out of a government like this yes yeah we've and like it's very clear that the government that has been elected in this is like very nazi-esque it's like very specific they they're we talked earlier about it it's subtle yeah very (laughs) it's barely noticeable but if you pay close (laughs) attention when you're watching the movie it's it's detectable and like in the case of the purge if you watch the prequel this is a mild spoiler but i've talked about it before because it's my favorite part of the movie we know the purge wouldn't unfold the way the government wanted because that's what the purge prequel is about they expect that all of the residents of shaolin island in new york aka staten island if you're a fucking square (laughs) they expect they're all going to go out and start killing each other and robbing each other and murdering and instead all these black parties break out across the city. Yeah. Because they're like, well, the police wouldn't let us do this either <laughs> under any other circumstances. 
So we're just going to go out in the streets and have fun. So yeah, of course it wouldn't. Like, I don't think anyone in the United States, aside from fucking racists, I, I don't know that that many people would want to participate yeah, in chaos I, like this. I think a lot of people think like militia groups would go out but like in reality they probably mostly just want to be left alone the government's telling you like you don't get to touch us yeah if you're a militia group you're probably holing up and expecting people are going to come for you which i don't know that's what i would do yeah yeah you would go after a militia or you would hole up oh i would hole up oh i thought you were like i'm gonna go take out a militia i mean if i had the chance jeff would the purge be bad for the economy uh, I don't think so. I don't either, but that's also a point I brought up in that original article that you see argued against in articles online now. In the the Kayla Cobb article, I mentioned that she references a different article about this point, and it's an article on Forbes.com by a guy named Jeff Ewing. And Jeff Meing. <laughs> I don't what because do Jeff is my name. And oh, then you said you, but that oh, would be me. That's from not that what perspective. That's not what I meant. Your though. second person statement is my first person statement. Okay, fine. Agree to disagree. But yeah, in correct. my article, I argued that it would lead to a whole purge economy around protecting yourself if you had the money and insurance, all these things that uh, there would be money in it, and I stand by that. But this article also argues that it wouldn't help the economy because it would lead to even more income inequality and an even bigger gap between haves and have-nots. So in that regard, it wouldn't work. But it depends on what side of the purge you're on. If you're on the side of poor people, then yes, it's not going to help the economy. But if you're the people who started the purge, that's exactly what you want. Yeah, the right side. Yeah, like, you want that gap to, between you and the lower class to get further and further and further. It One of the things that they, they talk about, like, insurance and stuff like that, but, like, a lot of businesses get burned down in every Purge movie. Oh, yeah. So, like, that can't be too great for the economy, even if there's insurance. Because you don't just, like, snap your fingers and you get your business back. Well, it's a thing that comes up in the third Purge movie? The Joan Allen Purge. No, I think it's the second Purge movie. That's Mike, the one with, uh, what's Frank Grillo? Yes, and Michael T. Williamson is in that one, right? He plays I don't know, maybe. The, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. The store owner, I think it's the second Purge movie. But the reason he has to stay at his store and fight off Purgers as opposed to just going home is because his insurance rates went up so much because of the Purge that he couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah. And that's one of the arguments people make is, well, yeah, that's just going to build more income inequality. So, of course, it wouldn't work. But, yes, it would. Like, that's what the people starting the purge are going to want. Yeah. Like, it's a just a question of whether or a question of what do you consider working? What? Um, how would you defend your business during the purge? What would you do? Guns. What Guns, else could yeah. you do? I feel like Molotov cocktails would be really, really useful in this situation. Yeah, I mean, just weapons in general. Yeah, explosives yeah. would be good. Yeah, like claymore mines and shit. So like if people are going in. Yeah, just build a fucking fire moat. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, a, like a, building. A, a, a Molotov, I think people are coming at your building. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to burn you alive. Yeah. Probably don't want to come in here. It's really not worth it for my fucking stereo store. Yeah, especially 
if you had a setup like Michael T. Williamson had in that Purge movie where there was nothing above his store so he could just go on the roof. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's easy. Kevin Smith's playing roller hockey up there. Yeah. You just have your employees. Like, imagine you work at a fucking convenience store, but then one night a year your boss is like, hey, you want to stand on the roof with me and fucking shoot people? Yep, I sure do. What's the pay rate on that? Yeah, that's what are you it. getting, like, double it's gonna be, time? It's gonna be holiday over, pay? Overtime, right? Yeah, Purge is a holiday. It's yeah. holiday pay. Purge is a holiday, so you would get, you'd get double time. Ooh. Sign me up. If Did you it, ever have a job like that? Where uh, they were like... Uh, uh, you have to work on a holiday, but you're going to get like one and a half times what you normally get paid. Yeah, I worked at a few of those. Um, I remember Easter wasn't considered a holiday when I worked at the comic shop and I like missed. I didn't know that that was the case. And I like missed Easter with my family to work at the comic <laughs> store. And then they were like, yeah, that's not a federal holiday. Ooh. And I was like, so you're just not. OK, I'm not going to do this ever again. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, and yeah, the the purge wouldn't. I don't think be a thing that would stop at eradicating the poor. I think it would be like a creeping fascism thing where it's like, well, first they came for the Jews and I didn't say anything. First they came for the homeless. Yeah. It would be that. And then it would come for the lower middle class then the middle class. That's me. Yeah. Adam, that's me. Yeah. We would eventually have to participate. I'm barely rich. We would have to purge dissipate. Oh, okay. That's a, I like that hashtag. Yeah. Participation award. Hashtag participate. Do you get a trophy? Do you get a, a participation trophy? These damn kids are all getting participation <laughs> trophies. When I was a kid, you only got to forget first, second, or third place in a purge. So yeah, the purge from an economic standpoint, it wouldn't help if you were poor, but it would help if you were the person behind the purge. Or... Help me bust that violence nut, though. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Finally, I would get to commit that murder that I know I'm just building up to committing. Yeah, I wonder if anybody would purge me. I wonder if I'm purgeable to anyone. Yeah, I mean, you're, you'd be a tough get. Yeah, I'd be high points. You'd be high points. You probably wouldn't have guns also. No, 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 no. I'd be one of those guys out shirtless with war paint on. Yeah. yeah. And be like, is this cultural appropriation? And you're just getting <laughs> shot yes. from a distance by a sniper. Sniped by some <laughs> shitty open mic comic that's <laughs> mad at me because I called him a fucking chud. So what I'm getting at, the purge would work for rich people, just like kind of how America just, works just, yeah, now. Just like America. Yeah, it would just work uh, kind of the way things already work. But here is an interesting question. Would the purge work in reverse? I hope so. Because it would almost kind of have to, in that there's going to be that period where homeless people get taken out, and then borderline homeless people get taken out, and eventually, people are going to be like, oh, wait, we're next. We should probably go take out the people who are doing this. Yeah. And the question is, would that work? It would be funny. It would be hilarious, but it would also be kind of a Darwin Awards thing where the only rich people you're going to get are the ones who are dumb enough to stay in the country. It's 12 hours. Go to fucking Ibiza or something. It's pronounced Ibiza. Abitha. Yeah, there's definitely that. That is wild to me, but it might be one of those things where it's like, what's the uh, what's the vacancy situation in one of these places? Yeah, and you're like, oh, we don't got any room at our sandals resort for you. But 
I mean, we're talking like the upper echelon of the 1%. Oh, They'll yeah. just build a city under an airport. Yeah, yeah. And go hang out there for hang a while. Hang out in Denver. Yeah. Like they don't they don't give a shit. That's why they're that's why all these billionaires are trying to go to space. That I I do a bit about that on on stage. I almost said on space. On stage sometimes about how like that's how the revolution is going to start in this country is all of our richest people are going to die on the same spaceship that is the first to go to space and explodes and then we get to just loot all their shit oh fuck yeah dude that would be amazing oh my god but i think what you would more likely see as opposed to because like if you're talking about the really upper level one percent you're not getting to them like they're gonna be they'll build a fucking ufc built an island they sure did. <laughs> Fucking the 1% could build a purge island. I wouldn't try to purge the UFC. I feel like they'd do great. No. I feel like they would really be <laughs> champions of the purge. That's the next purge movie I want to see. Purge the, UFC yeah, Fight Island. An MMA purge. <laughs> Just having Nate Diaz choke you out <laughs> while you're trying to fucking shoot him with a revolver. That would be great. But yeah, that's that's what the rich, the super rich would do. They would just find a place to go. What I think you would see is people who had just enough money to like live okay, but not enough money to build a fortified fortress or get out of state. Those are the people that would end up getting their shit. Like, taken anyone that owns a home in la where you're like all right you wrote for cheers but yeah you know yeah. you didn't create big bang theory but you were also selling heroin clearly how do you have <laughs> enough money for this do you ever i've seen a lot like anybody who wrote tv in the 80s made so much money because yeah. there were like fucking three networks so like the residuals were wild yeah there's a bunch of industries like that like i can attest that writing comedy articles online used to be very lucrative like <laughs> sure was there was a point where i was getting 250 300 an article and now if you can ring 50 dollars out of any of these sites for an article you're doing really well i uh i had that company that came up to me and they asked me to write articles for them and I was like, yeah. And I, I think I like said, like, I'll do it for like 150 an article. And they're like, that's great. Thank you. And they folded almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because they were paying people too much. Greedy Jeff trying to get $150 <laughs> for, for four days worth of double checking and editing my own shit. You took that place down. So, yeah, I could see, again, and that would be a thing that would work to the benefit of the people planning the purge is if just the more and more like every time that lower rung of the ladder gets wiped out by the purge that's just going to make another lower rung that is ready to be wiped out so uh i don't know if it would work in reverse i think it's a good idea but i think it would be a lot like what you see in the movies where there is this resistance but it's How a, effective it's a, are they? It's a pretty uphill battle to try to take out the 1% because the 1% have the money to afford the people to protect them. Yeah. The 1% topples foreign governments. Yeah, they, they do. can handle your neighborhood uprising, probably. Yeah, you'd have to get someone on the inside. I'm like, like the gears are turning in my head. I'm like, who yeah. would get on the inside? Yeah, you'd have to infiltrate. Which that would be a cool purge. You know where I'd be if I was rich? And the purge was happening? Helicopter. I thought about that, but I was watching the movie. There was a helicopter. I'm like, oh, they're going to get shot at. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Like, 
Helicopters don't seem as, unless it's like an Apache helicopter, they don't seem very bulletproof. I was just thinking from a vantage point. Vantage. Like, you want to see. You'd be on top of a mountain. Yeah, I suppose. But with a, like if you're in a LA traffic helicopter, you're just flying around doing the little spotlight thing. Do you remember in Independence Day when the aliens showed up and on the news they're like, stop shooting at the aliens on the news and they said that that feels like what would happen with helicopters oh yeah for sure so like i don't know if a helicopter would necessarily you'd want high ground for sure but also not like a in a shootable thing with glass windows also la is a dangerous place for helicopters (laughs) you know what i mean all right let's take one more break and then we'll be right back Hi, we're two non-doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We have a podcast. I don't know how we got it. Well, we're comedians. We stopped getting actual stage time, so we turned to the internet. We Um, have a lot of questions about health. We talk about what we want to know more about, and then we ask our fans to tell us if we're right. And we're very rarely right. We're never right. We've been learning a lot through Google. Our first episode is about Maria having misophonia, to me discussing dyslexia, stuff that people feel like they know a little bit about and want to know more about, to us discovering stuff neither of us knew much about like asmr my mom's on the show my mom is a veterinarian i'm pretty sure she's gonna replace us at some point we are on the unpops network they saw our potential and was like we think someday you guys will actually have value (laughs) which is an unpopular opinion (laughs) do not doctors don't Don't listen listen to us us. (laughs) seriously guys we don't know what we're talking about all right motherfuckers we're back did you miss me jeff what did you do while we were gone can i be 100 percent honest no i did nothing then Oh, okay. I did absolutely nothing. I just hung out. Well, be honest then. What did you do? I ate your dog. She's right here. Yeah, some of her. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, think puppy. about that. It was your bad leg anyway. You'll be fine. It's fine. Actually, it was a good leg, mm. if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, delicious leg. All right. Did you know, Jeff, do you know Do you know when the purge starts each year? In the... It, um. No. It gets pretty dark out at 7 p.m., right? It's 7 p.m. It when happens... It starts. Happy belated birthday to me, March 21st every year. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that would make sense because it seems like it's got like winter hours. And imagine the implications for March Madness, which also kicks off around that same time. Oh, I just realized it's the first day of spring. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Spring cleaning, if you know what I mean. Imagine doing your brackets during that. I like, wouldn't fill that out until the next morning. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wonder what teams are gonna be yeah. packing guns. I don't know if during Vanderbilt's that gonna round. get purged. <laughs> yeah, that would be the shit. If a I whole w- team got alived but in a purge. That would be amazing if the first round of the NCAA tournament happened during the purge. Yeah, you're like, shit, I had Gonzaga. <laughs> I would I would fucking they love it. They got that. eliminated by a bunch of guys in bunny masks. Do do you know in the first movie though, when the purge happens march 21st 2020 uh-oh so not right around the time co i mean it's not when covid started but that is the day california locked down officially was march 21st 2020 i bet the person who wrote the purge was just like ah shit imagine having written a movie about locking down in your house to protect yourself from the horrors outside and setting it march 21st 2020 what a what what a what a retroactive metaphor that's great yeah they're just like oh yeah we knew this was gonna happen and they're like, did you like oh no i, I guess we can't say that Actually, yeah. I heard that um, the Purge movies were created in conjunction with Wuhan. <laughs> so actually, there's like something to really go down in there. We need to do an episode about the lab theory. 
Yikes. Mm. Anyway, we don't want to pre- we got to protect our all that Chinese funding that we get. Yeah, I we Oh wait, we're not Disney or the NBA. No, most of our funding is Soros funding. We get a lot of Soros funding, we get a lot of global sex trafficking elite funding. It's weird that we've been getting paid in adrenochrome. I like it though. It's so good. I've gotten so, good. so much done. Let me tell you, man, if you thought doing ecstasy gets you going, try some adrenochrome from a terrified seven-year-old yeah. in a pizza place basement. Yeah. Try eating the adrenal glands of a child. That is mm. that is the true ecstasy. Oh, my God. It's so good. So it's good. so good. So, yeah, The Purge, uh, it starts right after my birthday. I like that. It's great. Like I get to sell, I get two days of solid celebration. Yeah, because you purge on your birthday anyway. I do, I do. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is the time the purge actually happened, which because is in three days. <laughs> could be, might be August, according to the latest uh, Trump election conspiracy theories. But hey, if you believe the pillow guy, and who among us who doesn't believe who the doesn't believe guy? the pillow guy? Yeah. Yeah, but something similar to the purge did happen once in uh, very recently, 2017, February 4th through the 25th of 2017 in Espirito Santo, Brazil. Ever been? Uh, no, in Espirito Santo, that's that's um that's like a blessing. Espirito Santo is is like in oh, the yeah. name of God or something like that. I don't know what it, I don't speak Portuguese, but well, he apparently went on strike too during this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's what happened. It wasn't quite the same thing. The government obviously wasn't like, hey, crime's legal for 12 hours. Go do what you want. What did happen, though, the police went on strike. That town, by the way, is called Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. Ah, fitting. Very fitting. The the police were protesting because they thought they weren't paid enough. And at first it started with... Good enough with all their bribes? Yeah, you would think. It started with military police. And there was this protest where their f- family and acquaintances were protesting their low pay. And it went poorly. And the government broke that protest up. So the military police were like, all right, we're going to go on strike. And there were still the civilian police. But then the civilian police, when they saw the military police went on strike, they were like, oh, us too. Ooh, like in RoboCop. Yeah. Cops don't strike. All, And that's the thing. In Brazil at the time, and probably still, police strikes are very illegal. Because uh, it leaves a lot of people... Uh, prone to violence yeah it's illegal um in massachusetts it was illegal for teachers to strike we couldn't we couldn't do that either so if we ever had to demonstrate what we would do is we would only enter the building during our contractually obligated Uh. time period so you literally wait outside as like the buses pulled up and shit and then when it was like 750 or whatever you'd go inside we had a it was three of the funnest days of my life the school district i went to was gonna cut like all extracurricular stuff like sports and everything well it's good for you because you don't even like sports yeah that's true but uh i do like protesting and the students like held a fucking walkout for three days and oh, just fuck, went yeah. and partied in the park across the street. Oh, like in Scream. Yeah, it was great. But uh, so back to Brazil. 
the the military police, the civilian police go on strike. The strike lasts February 4th through February 25th. So around three weeks during that strike period, 215 people died violent deaths. So it's Brazil. So that's like a drop. Yeah, it was a slight increase over the the usual death rate. Hundreds of stores were looted. About 200 vehicles were stolen. Shops, schools, and health clinics all closed during that strike period. They eventually had to call in the military and the National Guard to help quell the violence. So here's the thing. Now let's talk about whether the purge could happen in the United States. Because I feel like a version of this is like six weeks away. I mean, once people see the phrase defund the police, they're like, is that what you want? I think not enough people are taking that into account. And here's the thing. Maybe for actual change to happen, that has to happen. Yeah, maybe you need to show that the police don't actually care about the people that they're protecting. But. They care about their paycheck. A lot of people are going to die if that happens. Maybe the cops. Yeah, I mean. If they're on strike, you know. Or who's going to arrest you if you. They'll be the ones out committing the crimes. Yeah, who's going to arrest you if you're uh, defending your property from those striking? And here's the thing. Like, would that be surprising? Because one of the things you see in the Purge movies is, especially in that prequel, the first Purge, the Purge, does, like I said, it doesn't work the way people thought it would. There, There's not the killing and violence that they thought there would be. So if there was something like that where the police were like, all right, we're just going to quit policing. If that didn't lead to an increase in violence, would you put it past the police to go out and cause some to be Uh, like, see, I don't know. Let's look at the black lives matter protests and take a look at how many, uh, inside agitators and COINTELPRO shit. Yeah. Was happening there. That absolutely was happening. Yeah. And that's like, that's the path I could see us going down that leads to a purge type of thing. It just wouldn't be a government sanctioned thing. It would just be the police being like, all right, we're not uh, here to protect you anymore. And it's like, you never were. You're just here to protect people less now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Now I'm not going to get a ticket for straddling the lane. You're still so bitter about that. It's it's such it's the most <laughs> bullshit thing that I've ever experienced. It is pretty fucked up. So, yeah, like that's that's exactly what happened in Brazil. The police went on strike and crime went way way up. So, if if there is going to be a purge type thing in this country, I feel like that's going to be it. If it's going to happen in America, it will happen in the uh Brazilian section of America. By the way, purge type thing is my favorite Stone Temple Pilots song. Hi, 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 hi. I'm gonna massacre your life. I fucking love them. So I think that's our episode, right? That's a sode. It's bleak, but also it's not. I mean, we are we are in a fortress. We're fine. Yeah, I mean I'm yeah, we're in like a garden level apartment. No I, one's getting in here. I have independent cult podcast money, so I'm doing fucking great. Yeah. I yeah. have a fortress. There's a dog here. There is. We have a vicious attack dog. So if any elderly men attack us. <laughs> oh, you'll be ready, puppy. Little cheek cheeks. I petted her on the cheek. That's why I said that. Saves you time. Yeah. Saves me time when I talk. So that's a so. Do we? 
Do we have anything to plug? Well, sure. Before we get out of here. I mean, sure, sure. sure what do sure, you got? Sure, sure. You well, got I don't know if you know this, but I have cool friends, and Jeff has cool friends. It's available at patreoncom slash May. as well as well, it's free. I believe uh, the episode this is Monday. Today's Monday, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so tomorrow it is available for free wherever podcasts are sold. My latest episode with the uh, amazingly talented Morgana Ignis is there. Uh, when my niece and nephew found out I had Morgana on, they lost their minds. So that's exciting. You can also check out uh, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you should check out You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports Jeff podcast like sports. who don't like sports, such as Adam Todd Brown. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. Follow us on the social media and fucking mm. follow me. Yeah, I mean. I know you don't like it. I guess. It's follow, fine. It's yeah. fucking fine. Fucking find us. Come it, find me in person. Find us. Find us. Find, don't find us. Find us. Find mm, us. Find us at your local sex home. Uh, Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. We got uh, lots of new uh, subscription options. A lot of stuff. So go, up. Uh, go fucking. You fucking do the thing. Oh, yeah, I, I, got, I got a new podcast coming out that I'm going to drop on the Patreon, on my Patreon. It's going to be pretty fucking dope. You better not. Yeah, I'm gonna. Don't. I'm fucking gonna. Jeff, don't. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Jeff, you're being rude. God I'm a rude guy. It. I'm a rude dude with a bad toot. All right. Let. Oh, yes. Your dog is doing dog shit. Oh, she's doing the cutest dog stuff. She's having she, dreaming evil dreams. She's trying to cover her eyes because it's so bright in here. Oh, puppy. What an idiot dog. You're so dumb. Get thumbs, you idiot. Yeah, wear sunglasses, you fucking moron. All right, let's get out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the purge rookie card. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Everyone dead. <laughs> <laughs>